What's up, L.A.? Welcome to L.A. Courtside Podcast, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. And I'm your host, L.A. Ray. And normally when I start off my podcast, I start off talking about either the Clippers or the Lakers. Or sometimes it's the Lakers and the Clippers. Because my listeners, they'll ask me, well, why'd you start off with the Lakers first? Why'd you start off with the Clippers first? Well, this time I'm not starting off with either one. We're doing something a little different today. I'm still going to talk about the Clippers and the Lakers later on in the pod. But I'm going to start off talking about the Eastern Conference because I haven't touched on that too much this year. You know, I'm a Western Conference guy. Lakers, Clippers, Clippers, Lakers. But just do some little analysis on what's going on in the Eastern Conference. So just want to talk about the, the top four teams. You know, these are teams that, you know, many people think will make it to the NBA Finals uh, against either the Clippers or the Lakers, or the Lakers, or the Clippers. You see where I'm going with this, right? So one of these four teams will be in the finals against one of our L.A. teams. And let me start off with the Philadelphia 76ers. Right now they're 15-6, and six, and they're on top of the, uh, the Eastern Conference, playing pretty well, especially at home where they're 10-1 and one at home, only 5-5 five and five away from uh, Philadelphia. But in looking at this team, though, I'm – I'm really not sold on them as far as winning, definitely as far as winning a championship. Not sold on this team. Of course, you know, they have, uh, you know, Joel Embiid, of course. Very, very good player. Very, very good player. I've said in my uh, prior podcast, though, the guy talks a little bit too much trash for me, but that's okay. You know, NBA, you know, full of trash talkers. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. He's averaging 28.3 points a game. 11.1 rebounds per game. Having a really, really good season. You know, he's an all-star. You know, Joel Embiid, very good player. Very good player. Um, Tobias Harris, of course, he's the one that, that hit the dagger against the Lakers uh, a few games ago when they beat the um, the Lakers by a point in Philadelphia. Tobias Harris, just, you know, very sound, very, very good player. He's averaging 20.3 points per game. You know, that's second on the team, uh, on Philadelphia's team. He's having a very, very good year. Just a very consistent, you know what you're going to get from him. Comes to play every day. He averages seven rebounds, you know, 2.7 assists. He just has an all-around game. Not bad defensively either. Uh, you have a guy like Shaq Milton, you know, who's made a nice career of himself. You know, he's averaging 14.3 points per game. Now, you may be thinking, okay, wait a minute. Somebody's missing here, right? Uh, the fourth leading scorer is, is Seth Curry. You know, another guy who's made a, you know, pretty good career for himself. You know, he'll never be his brother. Uh, probably never be his father either. His father's a great shooter, by the way. For you youngsters that don't know anything about Dale Curry, go to YouTube, look him up. You can see where his boys get their shots from. Seth Curry, though, 13.9 uh, points per game. Ben Simmons, 13.3 points per game. Now, you know, a lot of people think Ben Simmons is a superstar. Very good player. Don't get me wrong. He's a good player. But I have never seen a guy shy away from the three-point shot as much as Ben Simmons. I mean, look at look at his uh, uh, three-point, not, not even his percentage. The amount of times he's jacked it up in his career. Do you know he's only shot the three-point shot 30 times in his career? 0 for 11 in his rookie year. 0 for 6 in year 2. 2 for 7 in year 3. 1 out of 6 this year. 
three out of 30 for his career for 10 percent. I mean, can you imagine? Can you just I mean, just think about it. If this guy was even a, let's say, a 35 percent shooter and jacked it up as many times as, say, a, 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 a shooting guard should, you imagine how much better he would be. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, it has to be. Well, it's not even has to be. Obviously, it's mental. This guy has some kind of mental thing going on with the three-point shot, man. And I don't have, they, they probably sent him to a shrink or all kind of stuff. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But, you know, when it gets into the playoffs, man, it gets tight. You know, defenses start sagging back. And, you know, if you're afraid to shoot the three, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where that's going to take you. I really don't. So it's just, it's just very, very hard for me to, to, to fathom a guy that just does not shoot the ball from that, from that distance. As good as he is. But anyway, that's Philadelphia 76. I don't expect for them to do very much at all. I mean, in the playoffs, as far as even maybe even reaching the finals. You know, next up, the Milwaukee Bucks. And again, I'm not, and obviously I'm biased West Coast. You know, just love the West Coast basketball. But I don't expect Milwaukee to do much. You know, they're not going to win any championships. They, of course, they're led by the Greek freak, you know. MVP the last couple of years, averaging 27.3 points a game this year, 11 rebounds. Very, very good player, but I call him a regular season player. I don't think he makes the players necessarily around him any better. And I tell you what, I mentioned this on one of my prior podcasts. You know, if I'm a coach, the opposing coach, and I and I tell my guy, man, if you're guarding him and he's behind that three-point line acting like he's getting ready to shoot it, let him shoot it. You know, don't try to close out. Don't even try to close out on that three. Let him shoot it. You just win and die with that. You know, if I die by Giannis's threes, and I notice I'm not trying to even pronounce this kid's last name. Just call him Giannis, the Greek freak. Um, I'm not closing out on that three. Let him shoot it. You know, if he makes it, fine. In the playoffs, you know, he's not going to be hitting him in the playoffs, not with any consistency. So he's a regular season guy to me. You know, nothing against the guy. You know, nice guy. Great regular season player. In the playoffs, though, I don't see it. Chris Middleton. Uh, good player, formerly the Detroit Pistons. He's averaging 21.2 points a game. He's made a really, really good career for himself. You know, you leave that kid open, he will hit. I guarantee you that. Chris Middleton can shoot that pill from the outside, baby. And then they got Drew Holiday, you know, coming over from uh, New Orleans. He's doing his thing, averaging 16.5 points per game. Of course, he leads them uh, in assists. He's their starting point guard. But again, Milwaukee is just not a team that I think is going to make any, any noise in the, um, in the playoffs, you know, as far as winning a championship, when I say make any noise, I mean, just winning a championship. So scratch off Milwaukee. Then you have, of course, the Brooklyn Nets, you know, everybody's quote unquote whipping boy, whipping boy team so far this year, 13 and nine, they made the big deal with James Harden. You know, they just lost to the Washington Wizards the other day where they gave up 48 points in the fourth quarter. Think about that, people. 48 points in the fourth quarter. Okay, now, obviously, you got three superstars on the team. That's fine, but I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening. They may make it to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. You know, maybe in the NBA Finals. I don't think they could beat the Clippers. You know, looking forward to that game, you know, Clippers against uh, Brooklyn coming up. Uh, I don't think they can beat the Lakers. 
or I don't be, think they could beat the Lakers, or I don't think they could beat the Clippers. See where I'm going with that, right? Kevin Durant, averaging 30.9 points per game. Dude's coming off an Achilles, man. All-star, superstar, Hall of Famer. As long as he stays healthy, he leaves them in that category. He leaves them in rebounds, 7.4 rebounds per game. He leaves them in assists, 5.6. He leaves them in steals. He leaves them in blocks. What can you say? Kyrie Irving, you know, I call him the space cadet. The world is flat. That's what he said. <laughs> He's averaging 27.6 points per game. Um, of course, you know, great player, you know, great player. Six assists per game, 4.8 rebounds per game. Uh, very good player. You know, what, 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 what can you say? James Harden, you all know, L.A. Ray, I'm not a James Harden guy. The beard, the beard, not a beard guy. But again, great player. Averaging 24.3 points per game. Now, one thing, though, about this team, they don't have that bench that they used to have. Karis LeVert, you know, he's gone. You know, he plays for the um, for uh, Indianapolis. You know, he's out of there. Joe Harris. They do have Joe Harris. And did you see the ridiculous pass that he threw, the inbounds pass that he threw, you know, against Washington when they lost that game? Uh, on a three-pointer by Westbrook at the end. What a ridiculous pass that was. Um, uh, Allen. They don't have Allen uh, coming off that bench. You know, he went to Cleveland in that big trade. They do have Jeff Green. They don't have Tarion Prince. So, say all that to say, you know, Brooklyn, they probably will make it to the finals, but they're not going to beat, you know, either of these L.A. teams. I just, I just don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening. You know that that defense is 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 horrid. I mean, it's 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 bad. It's just really really bad. What else can you say? Nobody plays defense on that team. I was watching a little bit of ESPN. Jalen Rose, Jalen Rose was saying, "Hey man, I can play for Brooklyn. You know, I can throw a bad inbounds pass. I can come down and just jack up threes all day long. But when it gets to the playoffs and it gets tight, I don't see Brooklyn winning it at all." And then the last team I want to uh, touch on really quick is the Boston Celtics. Now, this is a team that I think is going to make it to the finals the, to, to face one of our L.A. teams, either the Clippers or the Lakers or the Lakers or the Clippers. Jalen Brown, 27.1 points per game. This kid is the truth. I'm telling you now. This kid is the truth, man. He, he, you know, 27.1 points per game, five rebounds, three assists. You know, he is, he's a budding superstar. You know, they've, they've got Jason Tatum, and, and don't get me wrong, Jason Tatum himself, very, very good player, man. You know, what can you say about Jason Tatum? He's averaging 26.8 points per game, seven rebounds, 3.7 assists. You know, great player, man, all-star. So you got those two guys, man. You know, Brown and Tatum, you know, that's a that's a dynamic duo right there. Kimball Walker, he's just now getting back into form. That game against the Lakers, though, he was shut down by Dennis Schroeder. Shutting down. Shutting down. But Kimball Walker, you know, right now he's averaging 14.3 points per game. But he's just now coming back, you know, after a little injury. You know, he's getting himself together. Marcus Smart, um, he just had a calf injury. But, you know, he's kind of like the heart and soul of that team, averaging 13.1 points per game. So this is, the, this is the team, I think, 
is going to make it to the finals against one of our LA teams, either the Clippers or the Lakers or the Lakers or the Clippers. One of those teams is going to face the Boston Celtics and one of the LA teams is going to come out on top. So again, you know, that's my take on the Eastern conference. You know, you got some good teams over there. The rest of that, the rest of that league is just, you know, it's kind of horrible to be honest with you. You know, don't, don't expect much from any of the rest of those teams. But those four are the top ones. So we shall see. We shall see what happens at the end of the year. Which one of our teams plays the Boston Celtics, whether it's the Lakers or the Clippers or the Clippers or the Lakers. Sports fans, my second segment will be on the game. The game that was played between the Brooklyn Nets and the LA Clippers won by Brooklyn 124 to 120. What a game that was. I've 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 watched a lot of basketball in my time. There's been a lot of great regular season basketball games, of course. This particular year, though, there has not been a regular basketball uh, game better than that one between these two teams. I mean, they were throwing blows, dude, blows. I don't know if you guys remember back in the D.A.Y., Tommy Hearns from Detroit, he fought uh, Marvelous Marvin Hagler. That bout went like three rounds, maybe four, three or four. They came out after the bell in the first round just exchanging blows, blow for blow, first round, second round, third round, fourth round until Marvelous Marvin Hagler finally put uh, Tommy Hearns away, unfortunately. Tommy Hearns, homie from Detroit. But this game kind of reminded me of that, only on the basketball court. These guys came out on fire. Clip joint, they came out on fire, man. I'm thinking, oh, man, Clippers about to get with these boys. And then Brooklyn, they just started clawing their way back in. I mean, you saw five superstars on this court. You know, five probably Hall of Famers on this court, man. This 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 game was epic, epic. And in the end, again, Brooklyn came out on top, 124 to 120. And I know earlier uh, in this podcast, you know, I did a little Eastern Conference analysis. I talked about Brooklyn, of course. And I said that I didn't think Brooklyn would uh, win the NBA championship. And I stand by that. I'm not going to change my mind after this one game. Brooklyn just got up for this game, man. They got up for this game. You know, teams can get up for certain games. And uh, they were Jack. You know, give them credit. They were Jack, man. And, uh, of course, I even talked about, uh, you know, the beard. You guys know I'm not a beard fan. But one thing about me, though, you guys know me by now. You know, I can say what I want about the beard. I don't like the guy. But I recognize talent. I'm not crazy. The beard has talent, dude. The kid can play. And Kyrie Irving, the spaceman, I call him. The earth is flat according to Kyrie last night, man, that dude was unstoppable 
15 out of 23 from the field. Six out of eight from three-piece land. Dude had five rebounds. Only had two assists. Hell, he didn't need to uh, have any assists. He was scoring all the points. Kid was playing out of his mind, man. He does that Euro step in the lane, reverse layups. He's shooting threes. You know, he's driving past people. He's pulling up for jumpers. I mean, I'm, I'm there. I was just like in awe. Kid was outstanding, man. 39 points. James Harden, as I mentioned, triple-double. Dude had 23 points. 14 assists, 11 rebounds. I have I have come to realize how good of a passer James Harden is. Don't know whether why I didn't notice this before when he was in Houston. I don't think much has changed, but he's averaging he leads the NBA in assists, 11 per game. He wasn't averaging that in Houston, but he's going to get more assists playing for this next team, of course, because he's got Durant and he's got Irvin. You know, James Harden was balling, man. Seven out of 15 from the floor. Only one of six from three-piece land. Eight out of eight free throws. Kid was doing his thing, man. He had five personal fouls. You know, he, he, he'll he get like an offensive foul or two in most games. Kid was balling, though, man. Got to give him credit. And Kevin Durant, he put a dagger at the end, at the end of this game, man. He hit that short baseline jumper from like, I don't know, four or five feet, man. If you ever played basketball, that's a tough shot. You know, you can't you can't uh, kiss it off the glass or nothing like that. You know, six, seven feet around the baseline, drained it, bottoms. 11 out of 13 from the field. One of one from three-piece land. Dude had nine rebounds. He turned the ball over five times, you know, kind of unlike him. But uh, he had 28 points. So the big three, hey, they played like the big three. And they were jacked, man. They were jacked. That game was going down to the wire. And when the Clippers had a, a five-point lead, I want to say with about maybe five or six minutes left, you know, I was optimistic. Yeah, Clip joint about to win this piece, baby. Next thing you know, man, Durant, Kyrie, you know, James Harden hit a three. It was over, man. You know, it was over after that. Them boys was balling. Man, I enjoyed that team, man. And being on Twitter, you know, because I talked earlier about the um, – uh, the Lakers uh, Twitter followers and how, you know, sometimes they get bent out of shape when they lose. And of course they're praising everybody when they win. And of course that's what you're supposed to, that's what Twitter's for, the Twitter sphere. You know, you, 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 you put your comments on there, you know, about your team, uh, good or bad, but the Clippers last night, man, the, the Clippers fans, Oh my God. I mean, it was, it was back and forth, you know, when the Clippers were down in the, um, I'm sorry, when the Clippers were up, in the first uh, quarter, you know, everything was rosy, man. Them tweets was coming through. Everybody was praising them, praising them. By the time the fourth quarter came, though, and Brooklyn took that lead over, you know, now you started hearing, oh, man, this guy, why did he jack that shot up like that? This guy's crazy. Reggie Jackson, man, what the hell is he doing? You know, what what, what are these guys doing, man? i tell you what, forget all that, man. They were balling. Clippers were balling, too. Uh, Paul George, 11 out of 24 from the field, 3 of 7 from 3 piece land. After the game, he kind of criticized the referees um, because he only went to the free throw line one time. And um, as opposed to, say, Kawhi Leonard went there like nine times. And, of course, Brooklyn went to the line more times than the Clippers did. But you don't get that from the refs, you know, some days, some days, man. You know, no big deal, PG. You know, come back. You know, when you play those guys again, you know, keep doing what you're doing. 
you know, post up, down low. You know, they had uh, Shamit on them a couple of times. I'm like, dude, you kill, kill this guy, man. You know, Shamit can't guard you down there. And then, of course, Nicholas Batum had a good game, 7 out of 10 from the field, 5 of 8 from three-piece land, 21 points, 6 rebounds. He played well, man. He can shoot that corner three. You know, three ball from the corner pocket, three-piece land. Nicholas Batum, he played well. Kawhi Leonard, wait, what, what you going to say about this dude, man? Dude is strong as hell. Hands, pterodactyl hands or something like that. Dude had 33 points, 12 out of 24 from the field. Only one out of five from three-piece land. But he had five assists, five rebounds, four steals. You know, it's what Kyrie does. I'm sorry, um, Kawhi. It's what Kawhi does, man. You know, he complained to the referees uh, a couple of times, too, in that game. You don't see Kawhi Leonard um, um, complaining too much about calls or anything like that. So I tend to think, man, if he if he complains to the referee, it must be something to it. But, you know, I'm not going to blame the referees for this loss. You know, they lost. Brooklyn came to play, man. You know, they came to play. They was jacked. Marcus Morris, uh, senior, he's 6 out of 10 from the field, 3 of 6 from three-piece land. He also scored 16 points. Um, you know, I can't have a Clippers segment without talking about Luke Kennard. I keep telling you, man, I'm telling you all. I said I'm going to get this guy a chance, and I'm still going to. $64 million contract, 16 per dude played four minutes. He was not injured. You know, not that I could see. Four minutes. Zero of two from the field. Both from three-piece land. Dude had five points, man. One rebound. That's it. That's it. Ty Lue stuck his ass on a bench. Nothing. Reggie Jackson played the majority of the minutes. Reggie played, he played okay. Three of nine from the field. Two of six from three-piece land, nine points. But um, uh, Luke Kennard, man, I listen, I'm telling you, I don't know. You know what they're going to do with this guy, man. You know, I tried to tell you all when, uh, you know, he came over from Detroit. Uh, he was okay in Detroit, but he played for a bad team, man. Now, you know, he plays, for, he plays for a great team. His productivity should be way more than it is. So now it looks like the team has lost a little confidence in, um, in Luke Kennard. <clears throat> Excuse me, they lost a little confidence in him. So I, I I don't know. I don't know, man. But one thing you can tell that was missing in this game uh is Patrick Beverly. Now, I'm not saying that Patrick Beverly can stop Kyrie Irving one on one. Um maybe he wouldn't score thirty nine points because most of that game you had uh you had uh, Reggie Jackson guarding him and that's just not gonna fly man Reggie Jackson is not a very good defensive player but you know Kyrie Irving it doesn't matter how good a person is defensively he's gonna get his points you know he has his man in the game and not out in space somewhere he's gonna get his points but Patrick Beverly man he, he would um put forth a much better effort defensively and you know of course Patrick Beverly can score a little bit so if he was out there playing in this game that could have possibly turned the tide a little bit. And the Clippers may have won this game. You know, Nicholas Batum said said as much after the game. You know, maybe that was an indictment towards uh, uh, Reggie Jackson. But, the, you know, they was asking him questions about the game. And he said, man, you know, we need Pat Bev. That's what they call him, Pat Bev. We need Pat Bev back. Batum was like, Pat, please come back, please. He was like, please. You know, what does that say about Reggie Jackson, man? I don't know if I would have answered that question like that, Nick, but, hey, that, that's what was on your mind. So, 
Kudos again to Brooklyn, man. 124, 120. That game was outstanding. I mean, it was riveting, man. You know, I had to get me a couple of shots of hen dog. Hen dog, that's what I call Hennessy. Little cognac, little hen dog. After each quarter, man, I was tired just watching them guys run up and down the floor. So let me go get me a shot. L.A. Ray, go get you a shot of hen dog, baby. They had to calm down a little bit. Great, 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 great ball game. Now, again, I'm not going to change my mind about the Brooklyn Nets as far as, you know, whether they're going to make it to the Eastern Conference or represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. Uh, previously, earlier in this uh, podcast, I said the um, Boston Celtics, and I'll still say that. I'm not going to take it back now. I'm not going to reel that back in. I still say the Boston Celtics are going to make it. But if Brooklyn does make it, you know, against the Clippers or the Lakers or the Lakers or the Clippers, that's my theme for this podcast. You guys probably picked up on that. Um, I don't think they could be either one of the teams, Clippers or the Lakers. I just, I don't see it. It gets tight in the playoffs. And James Harden, you know, from my memory, he doesn't have a stellar playoff record. Now, Kevin Durant, you know, dude, the ball in the playoffs, man. You know, we'll see what Kyrie does. But I'll take the Clippers. If they met in the finals, seven-game series, taking the Clippers, the clip joint. And if it's against the Lakers, of course, I'm taking the King and the Lake Show, baby, against these Brooklyn Nets. So, epic ball game. Again, kudos to you, Brooklyn. Uh, y'all put on a great show last night. You know, who knows their next game? Not sure what their next game is, but they can throw up a stinker like they did against Washington. You know, giving up 48 points in the fourth quarter. Brooklyn did play a little bit better defense in this game. Uh, I will give them that. But... You know, we'll see how they do uh, in their next uh, couple of games. See if they come down from cloud nine. And, uh, and maybe they won't be so jacked for their next couple of uh, other points. All right, L.A. fans, my last segment will be on the L.A. Lakers, the Lake Show. See, I like to mix it up. This time I had the Clippers first, the Lakers last. Maybe next time I have the Lakers first, Clippers last. All depends on the flow of the schedule. There's really no rhyme or reason about which team I uh, talk about first. Just know this, I still say both teams will make it to the Western Conference Finals, baby. Been saying that from day one, day one. You're talking about an, an unbiased L.A. fan. And this show is for you guys to, uh, you know, bicker back and forth between the Lakers and the Clippers. That's what this show is all about. It's really Lakers versus Clippers. That's what this podcast is really all about. You know, I'm like the moderator, you know, the guy in the middle. You know, I like them both. I want to see one of them in the finals. But anyway, the Lakers. So the Lakers, uh, they finally ended their seven-game Eastern Conference swing with a win over Atlanta. They came out of this uh, Eastern Conference swing by winning five games, losing two. Uh, you know, signature wins. They beat Milwaukee in Milwaukee. Uh, nice win over Chicago. They beat a, a decent Cleveland team. Uh, the two disappointments was, of course, the loss against Philadelphia by one point, 107 to 106, and the unexplainable lost to the Detroit Pistons 107 to 92 where the Lakers just got lambasted in the fourth quarter by Detroit. 
jacking up threes on them, killing them. But after that, a nice win against Boston at Boston, 96-95 was a victory there. And then, of course, they beat Atlanta 107-99. to So now the Lakers get to go home. They play Denver on Thursday night. Uh, They get to go back home to L.A., you know, start getting some of that home cooking, stay in your own houses, all of that good stuff. So the Lakers would be, you know, back on track. In the power ratings, which I don't take too much stock in that. You know, you have the ESPN NBA power ratings. I'm like, this is not college basketball, man. You know, they have the, even though they have both of the LA teams up there, one, two. They had the Clippers, one, Lakers, two. Philadelphia, I believe, came in at number three, so on and so forth. They have people commenting on that, but man, this, this is not college football. I really don't care much about power rankings. You know, next week it can be Lakers, one, Clippers, two. Three weeks from now, it could be Philly, one, Denver, two, or Utah, two, Lakers, three, whatever. Really doesn't make a difference. Don't take too much stock into that. But the victory over Atlanta, 107-99, eh, kind of a eh, little mundane game. You know, Lakers just went to work. You know, Atlanta doesn't have uh, firepower uh, to beat the Lakers on a consistent basis. I was worried about Trey Young, of course, kicking ball. Man, that dude is just, dude's out of control, man. This dude can shoot from wherever, you know, the top of the stands, outside the arena. Kid can shoot, but he didn't go crazy in the game. He scored 25 points, 7 out of 15 from the field, only 1 out of 4 from 3-piece land, 10 out of 11 from the free throw line. He's a great free throw shooter. He has 16 assists, though. He gets into the lane, man. Dude is slippery. He gets down there, man, and he's he's just he's a, a smaller guy and just hard to hard to corral you know turn it over seven times you know i don't think he's a turnover machine but he did have seven turnovers in that game but he played you know a decent game 25 points uh from collins they got 22 points 10 out of 17 from the field uh, the rest of the clippers didn't do all that much uh capella scored 16 points 8 out of 11 from the field that was okay their bench is just you know non-existent we had a rajon rondo sighting rajon Rajan, Rajan Rondo, five points in 15 minutes, two or two from the field. Don't know how they're going to utilize Rondo um, moving forward. Now, I would suspect he would eventually be in this starting lineup, um, but we'll see. Uh, Cam Reddish, man, when that dude was in at Duke, I, I thought this guy was the truth, man. He had drafted by Atlanta first round. It's been okay. It's not. It's just okay. 29 minutes, six points, three of eight from the field. 0 for 4 from 3-piece land. Yeah, not too impressed with Cam Reddish in his NBA career so far. As far as Lakers go, it's a workmanlike job, man. Anthony Davis, 10 out of 14 uh, from the field, uh, 25 points. He turned it over five times, too. Uh, two assists and uh, one steal. Three blocks. Yeoman's effort from Anthony Davis. Um, they get consistent play out of that from him. going to be tough to beat. You know, it's just like the Clippers. You know, you get consistency out of Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. It'll be tough, man. You know, and for the Lakers, you know, they're two stars, AD, LBJ, the king. You know, kind of a, yeah, mundane effort from LeBron. It's okay. 21 points, 5 of 12 from the field, uh, 2 of 6 from three-piece land, 9 of 11 from the free-throw line. You know, but he's a stat stuffer, man. Seven rebounds, nine assists, two steals, one block, you know. Typical LeBron James game. Uh, bright spots, though. Dennis Schroeder, uh, really need him to pick it up the pace, man. 
He scored 16 points. He had a pretty good game. Six of 10 from the field. One of one from three-piece land. 16 points. You know, not a bad game for him. Three assists. Uh, KCP, who seemed like he has lost some confidence in the last uh, few games. Uh, he scored 11 points, but still was only 4-13 from the, from the field. Three out of six from three-piece land. We need that consistency that he had showed at the beginning of the year. Um, Montrez Harrell, he scored 19 points. You know, good game from him, man. Eight of nine from the field. This guy, I don't know. I, you know, again, looking at the Twitter posts, the the LA Clippers fans, they they be dogging Montreal, man. You know, funny how that works, man. When you leave, when you leave the house and go over to somebody else's house, they dog you out. You know, when he was when he was at Joe's house, well, that he's at the same house, if you know what I mean, the same arena. But when he was playing for the Clippers, of course, oh, he's a darling, man. Six man of the year. But he took his talents to the uh, locker room across the uh, across the arena, and now the Clippers fans are you know uh, it's garbage. So yeah, that's kind of you know kind of a childish thing I say. But that's fans. You know, fans are fickle. That's why they call them fans. Fanatics, fanatics. Um, Kuzma five points. He didn't have a uh, typical Kuzma game. Marcus Gasol though. On Twitter, I'm starting to see some really, really at Twitter and Facebook um, fans of the Lakers that are disenchanted with Mark Gasol. I mean, I don't, I don't know what they're looking for. He only had two points, you know, but he had six rebounds, three assists. He was a plus five and a plus minus column. You know, he's not gonna, you know, I don't know what they're expecting. The guy's not gonna, he's not the same Mark Gasol of old man. You know, he's not gonna wow you with twenty point games all the time. But he's a serviceable guy. You know, I I even saw some comments. We need to bring back Dwight Howard or go back and get JaVale McGee. You know, go get him back. Come on, man. Come on. The Lakers made a decision. You know, they let those two guys go. And uh, they brought in Marcus Saul. Marcus Saul's a pro. I think he'll be fine. Not when the trade deadline comes up. And, you know, if he's not playing up to the expectations of the Lakers brass, then maybe they'll make a move. But it has to be something that makes sense. You know, you read these posts, Twitter posts. Man, go out and trade for, uh, you know, first of all, you hit a Bradley Bill stuff. Keep dreaming. Lakers, Bradley Bill, they're not going to get him. At least not this year. Um, and then it's, well, we need a center. Just just go out and get yourself an Andre Drummond. Really? Just go out and get yourself an Andre Drummond. Just like it's just that easy to do that. Oh, just, you know, throw in Mark Gasol and, you know, Maybe throw in THT and Markeith Morris. You know, like Cleveland's going to say, oh, okay, we'll take those three guys and we'll give you uh, a guy that's a double-double machine. He can get you 20 points and 20 rebounds, you know, if he ain't looking. i tell you, so it's not going to happen, folks. You know, give Marcus all a chance. I think he'll be fine. The Lakers are again. They're back home. You know, get some home cooking. They got Denver coming up and uh, some more Western Conference teams. So, um Look for uh, look for good things with the uh, with the L.A. Lakers moving forward. Not worried about them one bit. And with that, L.A. sports fans, I have to leave it right there. But as usual, I'd like to thank you all for listening. And I also want to give a shout out to the Basketball Podcast Network. And the two music clips you heard today was Hear Me Coming by Young Jock. Hear Me Coming. Normally I do very, very old school musical clips this is one of the newer school clips uh it's one of my favorite ones though from the new school genre 
Hear Me Coming, Young Jock. And then lastly, a classic, It's My Prerogative by Bobby Brown. Again, L.A. sports fans, thank you for listening. And until the next episode, peace.